What is up, y'all? My name is Matt. I'm here today with Christian, and this is Surfing the Stream, where every week we review some of your favorite movies in a quest to find out what's the greatest movie of all time. This week, as part of our Batman in Review series, we are doing The Holy Grail, The Dark Knight. Last week we did Batman Begins. I went on record and said it was probably the best Batman movie of all time, and I'm here to insert foot into my mouth and probably say it's the second best. <laughs> yeah, when I watched this one, like I was telling Matt, I was half asleep, but yet it definitely kept my, my myself awake after 24 hours straight. I mean, there were some points where I'm like, I'm falling asleep. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll jump into our general impressions in just a second. So let's just get out the, the housekeeping out the way real quick. Mm-hmm. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash two game. And there's a $5 tier, $10 tier, and a $20 tier. You get to vote on what you want us to cover week in, week out, what series you want us to do on this podcast. We have a second podcast, which is our main podcast, which is the two game podcast. I'm trying to see how many times I can say podcast within the span of like a minute. Keep counting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's what we started off with on this journey, and this is our second podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hit you. (laughs) (laughs) So y'all go check that out. That's where we we mainly do uh, games. Uh, Any kind of nerdy shit goes on that particular show, and this one is strictly movie reviews. I am currently doing a 90s action in review series. Uh, Point Break is going to be released with... This episode, this week. Last month, I did horror in review and dropped a top 10 horror movies of all time. Uh, Christian and I are going to be doing the the Batman series. Should finish up the first week of December. And we're going to start Die Hard in review for the month of December. Uh, because, you know, greatest Christmas movie of all time. Yeah, I was recently uh, told uh, that uh, Sheena, my wife's partner. Mm-hmm. Was like, I'm glad you said that because it is a Christmas movie. So uh, y'all can shove it. Uh, you want to know some just blasphemous news? Did you ever hear that Bruce Willis says it's not a Christmas movie? Uh, that's because he's been hitting the head way too many times <laughs> in this movie. I read that and I was like, you know, even even the best you know people can be wrong from time to time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So after that, we're doing in January, starting in January, uh, sometime. We're going to be doing Kung Fu in review. Oh, very nice. <laughs> uh, very nice, very nice. Uh, that's going to be exciting because, really, I've only watched like maybe one or two Kung Fu movies in my time. Oh, I've watched a lot. Yeah, so that is going to be something. It's going to be reviews that is just fresh. You know, it's not something I've I've seen before. So I'm excited about it. So let's jump into. The Dark Knight. Last week we did Batman Begins. This week, Dark Knight. We've done some shitty movies over the course of this series. Uh, Batman Forever, Batman Robin. Just to name a couple. <laughs> so it was refreshing to get Batman Begins last week. And then we keep that trend going with The Dark Knight. We'll jump into some fun facts. $185 million budget. That's a lot. One billion dollar, one billion dollars. It grossed worldwide. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. Released on July 18th, 2008. It was the first comic book movie to reach $1 billion worldwide. It has since been taken over by just about every single Marvel movie. Yeah. Hmm. So this was this was the movie that really started the blockbuster comic book movies. Not, I know you got the Spider-Man movies and the X-Men movies and all that, but like this was the... It, this came out, and then I think it was what... Uh, Iron Man came out before this, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Iron Man came out in 2008 before this. I think it came out in June or May. Yeah, it was June, I think it was. Yeah. So... While that was that started the Marvel universe, this was the big blockbuster before the Marvel craze started, and this just lit. I think this just set comic book fans and those movies to a whole new stratosphere. So the uh, the importance of this movie cannot be overstated enough. I mean, how much shit has been referenced to the Dark Knight nowadays? As many things like. I've seen so many people just recreate Heath Ledger's Joker. Like he's like the epitome of Joker now. Like yep. he is number uno. It was Jack Nicholson. Now that we you know watched eighty nine, yeah, that just solidified the Joker status for me. Yep. So with this movie, like we said in the last one, it was the perfect movie. So. To make one million, one billion dollars, we we saw that one coming. Like, oh yeah, like we saw that one coming for because you can only either go greatness or you can bomb the shit out of it, and of course it went greatness. Indeed, it did. Heath Ledger hid away in a hotel for six weeks to dive deep into the psychology of the Joker. You know, he died. Uh, was it January or February of two thousand eight? Yeah, something. Like he that. he died a few months before it got released. And, you know, he died of an overdose of medications, sleeping medications and shit like that. And people were under the impression that he was depressed and the role just took its toll on him. Well, there's actually, if you go into the accounts of like his family and the people he was with, they were like, oh, no, he was never depressed. He was he was always happy. Like he loved doing this movie. He loved everything about it. He just. He normally took uh, some sleeping medications, and he just took the wrong combination of them and just died. It happens sometimes like that, man. Yep. Uh, Bale's Bat Boys was actually digitally altered in post-production and was actually toned down during filming. So that might explain why his voice is a lot different than the first one. Yeah, it did seem different. Yeah, especially towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Heath Ledger won Best Supporting Actor, which is the he's the first to do so for a comic book movie. I think he absolutely deserved it. Oh, um, yeah. This is one of the best performances of all time in any movie, not just comic books. And a lot of it was um, not even scripted. Yeah, I think uh, Heath Ledger had a lot of leeway with his character, and Chris Nolan just like let him loose, and it was for the best. It was, because if he would have been scripted, that would have been just... It probably wouldn't have made it as good. I love him. Uh, he's just licking his lips every single time he talks. And little facial tics and shit like that. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. I'm like, you're licking your lips. It's fucking crazy. It's perfect. It is. So, overall impressions. I fucking love this movie. I remember seeing it in theaters. I used to work at the theater, and I saw it the night before it actually got released. And I remember feeling exhausted. 
physically and mentally exhausted after watching this movie. It At the time, I was like, best movie of all time. Hands down. There's nothing compares to it. Yeah, I was equally exhausted after watching it because I went to go see that on my um, bachelor party mm-hmm. for, my, for my wedding. So, yeah, it was... Little tipsy, but you know, <laughs> you know it, is. it is what it is. But it still had my attention. Indeed, it did. And I was uh, like, I brought my brother-in-law, and my father-in-law, and they don't really like watch movies like that. And they were in love with this movie. I just, I remember working in a theater, and it was just we had that movie on just about every single screen. It was a eighteen-screen theater. Jesus. It was on just about every single screen, and it was all full. Every single screen was full. And I saw it eight times in theaters. I paid eight of the, no, six of those was on the clock. <laughs> and I'm okay with this. All of it. it was. I would just stand at the, the door and just watch it. And I'm like, I'm not working today. <laughs> no, I mean, that's normal. <laughs> Indeed. So let's run through, uh, normally we just kind of just brainstorm our ideas and just let y'all have it. But I think this movie has so many fucking good scenes in it. I want to go from start to finish with my favorite scenes. I'm cool with that. All right. Obviously, we got to start with the heist scene, oh, which good. is one of the most iconic openers of any movie. Oh, I enjoyed the fuck out of that thing. <laughs> yes. I remember they released that first uh, prologue. I don't remember what movies they put it in front of, but they put that entire scene in front of movies before this movie actually came out. So I remember watching the bootleg version of this on YouTube. And I was like, I gotta fucking see the Joker. I gotta fucking see what he looks like, how he fucking talks. Yeah, that was very, I was very intrigued in how he was going to talk because Nicholson's Joker, it's just, you know, it was more of just an extension of himself and he really didn't go too far with it mm-hmm. to know that Heath Ledger went so far and so deep into this. It was just, I was really curious. And then the uh, the drug deal scene, Scarecrow, fake Batman's, uh, the dogs. I thought that was a pretty good opener for Batman, and it just shows you trying to, him trying to clean up shit from the Batman Begins. Uh, Scarecrow was there, being a little bitch that he is now. <laughs> <laughs> but those eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought overall it was just a uh, it. You don't realize I, I'm now now that we started this surfing the stream series, this podcast. I'm looking at movies a whole lot differently than I used to. Watching this movie, I'm I picked up on the minor details that get paid off later in the movie. Like they introduce the uh, fake Batman's now, and then what is it like 30, 45 minutes into the movie, you see the dead Batman swinging across the uh, the window. Oh yeah, or the video with the dead. Ba- I mean the Batman. Yeah. Yep. Last episode in Batman Begins, I had mentioned this was probably. Batman Begins was probably the perfect perfect Batman movie, not just for Bruce Bruce Wayne, but for Batman as well. I think they dive a little bit more into Bruce Wayne here than than I have previously given him credit for. Because I think, because he shows up at the dinner scene where he meets Harvey Dent for the first time, and he's, you know, with the ballerina of the Moscow Ballet, and he's like, we'll put two, uh, we'll put two tables together. And Harvey Dent's like, we can't do that. He's like, oh, no, I own the place. (laughs) (laughs) Here, insert cock on table. (laughs) And what's even better is Harvey's like, it took me three weeks, and, you know, I had to pull strings to get a reservation here. And Bruce Wayne just walks in 
all willy nilly. <laughs> oh, funny. Like I think they they showed his Playboy billionaire side uh, a lot more in this than they did in Begins. They, yeah, they kind of touched on it in Begins. They did. They also showed a lot of his, um, more of his just regular cars, too. Like, they haven't shown in, like, previous ones. Lamborghini? Oh, dude, that was so hot. It was, like, Batman edition because it had the yellow rims and shit? Oh, it was hot. It was hot. hot. Yeah. And I was like... And then like, I got wrecked. Yeah, I was like, no, don't do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, later on in the movie, Batman, or Bruce Wayne shows up to the party with the helicopter... And then the th- he's carrying, he's walking with three uh, beautiful women. Beautiful women, and you're like, yeah, that's something Bruce Wayne would do. Yeah, that's something I would definitely do. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's falling asleep at uh, meetings, uh, business meetings, and you're like, yeah, yeah, he don't give a fuck. No, not <laughs> at all. And then we get the first uh, true scene with Joker, and that's the mob scene and the pencil trick. Oh God. Which is. I mean, to me, that's just an iconic, you know, the, the high scene is, yeah, the ice scene is, is, is his first technical scene, but it's not where he gets to fucking fully act and show his face and shit like that. So I I consider this his first scene in the movie and it's, it's perfect. Oh yeah, dude. Just walking in there like, oh, you know, you y'all bought me this suit and all that. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) That's right. Just swinging around, you know, and then he's like, I'm going to make pencil disappear. And I'm like. When I first saw it, I'm like, I wonder how he's... Uh, oh, oh, it oh. Did. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> he John Wick the shit out of that. <laughs> I mean, right before John Wick. Just a great scene overall. And, yeah, I mean, that's when he first truly acts out as the Joker. And it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Honestly, any scene with the Joker up until the end is yeah. my favorite scene. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with the end. That was like one of my biggest pet peeves was him in the end. So, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. I had that has always been my biggest pet peeve with the movie has been that ending, not not the him driving on the bat pod into the into the darkness and, you know, end credits. Not not that ending. I'm talking about the ending with Joker. His final scenes. I have nitpicks about that, but I think they have gotten better now that I'm trying to be open-minded about it. Yeah. But the the issue is is not that they're bad scenes. It's that he has been so fucking good in the rest of the movie that this is just not as good. Yeah, no, it was definitely I don't know did, he said he he finished the movie right before he passed. He finished all the scenes, so technically, okay, yeah. yeah, those are not any. So yeah, there else. wouldn't be anything of him being out there. That was my original thought was he didn't finish. Yeah, because those seemed like he acted differently. Yeah, in like, those scenes, like he, like foreshadowing, I guess you would say. No, I don't know. Who knows? But um, yeah, it was that. It's just I had a lot of scenes that I liked, but like I said, my favorite of all of them would probably be whenever um, Batman gets knocked out. When he crashes, oh, and he goes, he, and he skips, and he skips over there. I was like, oh, dude, that dude's gonna be like, come here, buddy, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> the best part is the 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 goon tries to take off the mask oh, and he yeah. gets electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is exactly what Joker would do. It would, it would. And then uh, Commissioner Gordon comes out of nowhere and he's like, can you just give me a minute? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just let me, just a tip, just a tip. Just a tip. <laughs> I am fucking right here. <laughs> but I did see, um, 
I did see credits like before, like when they were taking time because like Batman was still on the ground and uh, Heath Ledger would ollie on a skateboard over Batman mm-hmm. in like like cut scenes, whatever, when they were all relaxing, not recording. He would ollie over. He jump, literally jump a skateboard over Batman, <laughs> over Christian Bale. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Then there's the dead Joker scene, which is probably I keep saying this every scene, every single time I mention a new scene, but this this is one of my favorite Joker scenes. It's probably number two, if I had to say. This, yeah, this is number two because my first one we're gonna talk about it in a minute, and it's one of the best scenes in any movie of all time. Is when he's covered in the trash bag and they bring him to the to Michael J. White, uh, Spawn. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and they're like, oh, he's dead. And he's like, well, how much do you want me for alive? And he does his first, uh, you want to know how I got these cars? Oh, yeah. Dude. I was like, bruh. Iconic. Like, those words are just iconic. And he's just, I love how he's he's just making the shit up as, as he's going. And then he runs out of fucking lines and he's just like, uh, <laughs> why so serious? <laughs> and then he just kills him. Yeah, it was just like, like you could have gone so many ways, but I'm glad he never had that same story. Yes, I, I loved how he just picked a story and just went, "Wee." I've said it before on the podcast, on our two game podcast, and I probably said it before on this one on the Batman 1989. I'm not sure. I think this is the perfect uh, iteration of the Joker. I truly believe he should not have an origin. We should not know where he comes from. We should not know his name. The Joker exists only because of Batman. And he mentions that in this movie several times. Especially at the very end when he monologues hanging upside down. Oh, yeah. He's like, I can't kill you because you're too much fun. And you can't kill me because you're moral code. I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah, because he was like telling him, he's like, the only way you can ever get rid of me is if you break that code. Mm -hmm. And we all know he's never going to do that. No. So, I think this is just the perfect iteration of the Joker. You can't have Joker before Batman. You gotta have Joker after Batman. I think they're the they're the yin and the yang. They just they coexist because of each other. Yeah, definitely with that. Like just to see how just crazy Heath Ledger was in this. Like my other favorite scene is when he's in the jail. And Commissioner Gordon gets promoted to commissioner. Ooh. And he's just clapping. <laughs> he's just clapping. And he's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, like, take, tolling his stuff in the pockets, like, like 12 knives and <laughs> shit like that. Like, no guns, just straight up knives. Yeah, I mean, he mentions it in the movie. I like knives because it's, uh, it's a lot slower. Somewhat personal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and speaking of which, uh, I'll skip over the Hong Kong Batman scene. I think that's a good scene. They actually used IMAX cameras. It was one of the first uh, movies to use IMAX cameras in a big budget release. I'll get to the uh, the Joker scene that you were just talking about. First off, I think the movie really picks up, and it's when shit fucking gets real. Is when Joker has the card, the Joker card with three sets of DNA. He has the judge, the commissioner, and uh, uh, Harvey Dent. Oh, yeah. And... It starts playing that music, and it just starts building that tension. It goes back and forth between each scene very easily. I think the editing right there, I think that's perfect. Just cutting back and forth between all those characters. Uh, The commissioner dies, and then the judge dies. And then comes another big-time Joker scene when he's trying to catch uh, Harvey. 
in the uh, the dinner scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. And he's just walking around the room. Uh, you know where Harvey is? You know him? Where is he? And he gets the uh, the glass of wine, and he tries to drink it, but he actually throws it over his shoulder. <laughs> he doesn't even drink. He's trying to drink after he eats the, the shrimp. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, just perfect. And then uh, Rachel Dahl shows up, and he's like, come here, let me tell you how I got these scars. I love how he was just, like, flinging his hair, like, trying to pretty himself up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, beautiful. <laughs> I absolutely love that scene. It's It's perfect. Just perfect. Watch what you say. (laughs) (laughs) Careful with your poor choice of words. (laughs) And then we start seeing Batman kind of not go to that, to the full on where he's going to kill someone, but we start seeing him act out and he's starting to get fucking pissed off at the Joker. He can't fucking catch the Joker, right? Because he starts throwing, he threw Maroney off of the ledge. He's like, this fall ain't going to kill me. I'm not counting on it. And he just drops him and breaks his legs. Oh, yeah. I was like, God damn. Joker done got in your head. <laughs> right? Like, he's doing whatever it takes to catch him, but he's still not going over that edge to kill someone. And this is a perfect opportunity to say that I d- dislike his voice during the scene. I just, I, I don't like it. Well, Batman's? Batman's. Oh, yeah. I didn't like it when he was talking to Maroney. When he, yeah. When he threw it, I was like, what? He must have friends. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what was that uh parody uh thing? Batman? Huh? Batman, yeah. Every time I fucking watch this movie now, I think about that. It's uh, fucking ruined me. Especially the third one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know my alphabets. <laughs> A is for Alfred, B is for Bat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, we'll try to keep it PG on this one. Because <laughs> that, 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 we're looking up on YouTube. It's Batman. They thought it was with Talk with Bane. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's fucking awesome. And then we have Harvey Dent gets arrested and then begins the chase scene by the Joker. He tries to go after Harvey Dent, which leads to the uh, truck flipping on the, uh, the road, the uh, 18 wheeler. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, they actually, that's an actual, they actually flipped an 18 wheeler in the middle of the street in that. I bet that was fun. Yeah. That, that's not fake. They fucking flipped it. But then again, the amount of time to pull it back up would probably be cost effective. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> they did anyway. They had a, mil- a $1 billion. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> they can afford it. And then the greatest scene in any movie of all time. Christian's already kind of gotten to it a little bit with Joker being arrested. Oh, yes. The interrogation scene where Commissioner Gordon goes in there and Rachel Dawes has already been uh, kidnapped. Harvey has been kidnapped. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> and Gordon goes in there and he's like, I'm going to need a cup of coffee. And he's like, the good cop, bad cop routine. And he's like, not exactly. And then Batman's right behind him. You never start with the head. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one of the. Be- I I I will say it. This is the best scene of any movie. I think it just builds the tension with that music because it just gets louder and louder and louder. It was probably the best conversation of slash beating between Batman and Joker. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then he forces Batman's hand. He's just like. You have to choose one of them. And he's laughing while he's getting his ass beat. Right. I'm like, dude, this fucking dude's psychotic. You have no power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? You have no power. You you have nothing to threaten me with. 
and just mm, it makes my nipples hard. <laughs> makes my nipples hard. Well, then when he told the, uh, when the other guy was watching you, asked what. Do you want to know which friends were cowards? Yes. And I was get, like, oh. He's and he just looks there. at him all like devious and shit. He's like, I'm going to enjoy this. And he's <laughs> just like licking his lips like, yes. <laughs> Come on, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> so Batman uh, goes after, or what he thinks he's going after is Rachel. And I don't care what Joker says in the end of the movie. He knew where he Batman was going to go. He fucking knew. That's why he swapped it. I knew he, I knew he was going to swap it. Oh, yeah. But this just goes to show, like, you know, in every comic book movie, there's a cliche, the hero always wins. He always saves everybody. And I love how they flip that cliche right here because Batman, spoiler alert, does not save everybody. And I remember watching this movie in the theaters, and I'm just like, okay, the cops are going to get Rachel. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's got him. All right, when are they going to get Rachel? They're not getting Rachel. (laughs) Oh, oh shit. fuck! And it just blows up. And you're like, bruh, they fucking did it. I was half expecting like it to blow up, but her be somewhere else. Yes, that's what I was half expecting. I was like, god damn, they they went that way. They just killed her. And I will say, when you watch this Nolan trilogy, I think that is the most important moment in the trilogy, because not only has it been paid off from the very beginning, where he has this love interest as Rachel Dawes. And then throughout this movie, he's telling Rachel, I am I think I'm done as Batman. I'm ready to, to settle and to have a life with you. Even though she's on the edge and she's like, nah, I fucked Harvey Dent, actually. <laughs> he's bigger than you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the most important moment in the trilogy. And you can, I can uh, prove that by saying the third movie, because the, this mo- the first movie was about fear. Throughout the entire movie. Yeah. This movie is about chaos. Joker has said it many times in the movie. He's an agent of chaos. He just fucking does shit and just blows shit up. It's chaos. Movie number three is all about pain and how Bruce and Batman deal with that pain. And it's a little on the nose, but Bane comes in and actually inflicts the pain. He does. He does. Breaking that back. (laughs) I will break you. The hospital scene between Joker and Harvey Dent. Oh God! I mean, he dresses up. I mean that. <laughs> I mean that. You know how many costumes that set up? How many people dressed up as Joker nurse? Oh, dude, yeah, there were so many Joker nurses, but it was just he was the way he played it was just perfect. Oh yeah, like he just walked in there. And I was like, hey, yeah, I did that, huh? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Just a good good scene, and you can just see him turning the wheel, trying to get Harvey Dent to turn into Two-Face. I mean, he's already Two-Face, but trying to get him to be that villain. And I said it a few movies ago in the Batman Forever review. I said, I wish they would have played the personalities of Harvey Dent a little bit more when he became Two-Face. You know, kind of had that dichotomy of the characters, you know. I don't know if that would have worked here. I actually like him. Just being, maybe that's because we got to know Harvey Dent throughout the beginning of the movie as being this good guy, being the white knight, and then now he's just this evil character who just wants revenge. Like, he's just fucking pissed off. Yeah, I don't think it would have worked either because he was in so much pain knowing that she, Rachel died and nobody could fix it and he knew who did it. And so there was no way of him being, you know, 
Two Face, and then Harvey Dent. You know, it couldn't there's yeah. no way flip flop. So I actually I will I love this rendition of Harvey Dent and Two Face, despite my criticisms of Two Face and Batman Forever. And I can do that because well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is kind of when the movie doesn't fall apart. The the movie is good throughout. And I've said it a few times throughout each episode that it may have peaks and valleys in it, but it's still the greatest movie of all time. I thoroughly enjoyed it more, kind of looking at it more from an objective point of view of this last viewing. And I will say I still enjoy every little bit of this movie. It's just, like, the beginning is so fucking good that these scenes just don't get up to that height. Yeah. Yeah, no. There was definitely... The ending was very just... I've talked about this before. I, I don't like way too much talking, and that was way too much talking. Yeah, it, and it was mainly Joker. He was just... He, he was he was just monologuing a lot. I think that was I think that was the I, issue. I got caught. Wouldn't it? Would it be like the opposite if like Batman got caught and then he would monologue? But yeah, Joker's crazy. So I mean, whatever. Out. <laughs> so the construction building scene with Batman and Gordon rescuing all the hostages—that's kind of what. It's still a good scene. I remember my biggest criticism of the movie being, well, it's just it's kind of anticlimactic, kind of like their fight, but it's actually a decent fight. I mean, Joker's never been the type of guy that has been a fighter. Mm-mm. When you think about it, he's more of a schemer, and uh, he—I mean—he just does things. You he know? teams up with more people to fight Batman, and he just schemes the plan to do it. Exactly. And then the Batman Joker, uh, the final monologue where he hasn't thrown him over yet. I absolutely hate his bat voice during the scene. I fucking hate it. Is the worst out of the entire trilogy was right here. Yeah, I didn't like his bad voice at all. And he, like he said when we said earlier, when he threw that guy off the the roof, that's when I started just disliking it throughout the movie. Yeah, no voice for good. <laughs> I'm like, like, what? Do you have? Do you need to cough? <laughs> like, <laughs> Batman, you shouldn't be talking this much. If if you're gonna if you're gonna do that type of voice, you don't talk as much. No, you definitely don't talk at all. Like, you say those little little quips, and mm-hmm. then you go about your business. Mm-hmm. And then he kicks Joker over the ledge, and then with the best accuracy out of anybody in the world, fucking shoots him with the uh, the gun and pulls him back up. Oh yeah! I was like, do you know? How, you know how fucking accurate you have to be? He's falling through air. And accurate with quickness. Yes. And then the Joker's monologue, which. It's not as good as all of his other scenes, but I feel like what he says in the scene is so important to the rest of the movie and to what the character of Joker is. We've already touched on it a little bit that they're destined to do this forever. I can't kill you because it's too much fun. You can't kill me because of your moral code and, you know, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. That, to me, is the definition of what Joker and Batman is. It's all in that scene right there. And that part is perfect. It's kind of the surrounding stuff. It's just not as not as great. It's good, just not as great. Yeah, like they could have left out like the whole um, Fox scene with the computer. Like, oh, if this is gonna be here, I can't do this kind of. Yeah, I'm like, sir, you 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 know who you're working with. You know he doesn't do that. 
Like you shouldn't have that conversation. Yeah, I think I think it goes back to the point where I, I made earlier that he starts doing things to do whatever it takes to catch the Joker. And that's part of one of the things because he mentions that no one should have this. This is this is unethical. Yeah. Well, I gotta catch this motherfucker. So I don't know what else you want me to do. I did like that like when you mentioned earlier the lot of Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne did a lot of Batman things as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, right? Like Going like when the sniper scene right before, uh, when they're doing the funeral for the commissioner, mm-hmm. like whenever he's out there, he's like using his Batman voice while he's Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, Bruce Wayne's Batman, you know, whatever. But <laughs> still, like these dudes are all like you know handcuffed and blindfolded, and he's all blah, 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 where's where Joker at? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, he is a fucking detective in this movie. I don't care what anybody fucking says. World's greatest detective, right there. I mean, he's fucking shooting. Bullets into bricks, trying to figure out right how to uh, fingerprint it. Fingerprint it, and I'm like, wow, that's what Batman would do. And then, as he's driving, he's he's thinking and he's trying to get uh, Alfred. Hey, search for these guys on the force that have people in the hospital. We need to know who they are. It's it's just minor things that really elevates uh, Batman or Bruce Wayne in this movie for me. Like he calculated that when his Lamborghini, he calculated. To run into right that thing to stop them. I'm like, how do you like how do you do that? Like, detective. Like you didn't know when that dude was gonna pull a gun inside the car. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that. World's smartest detective. And then what was the other? Uh, the scene with the the clicker for the bomb of the hotel uh, hospital. Yep. <laughs> click click. And he's like, what the fuck? And a boom. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the Gordon Harvey and Batman scene at the very end, which is, I think, from that point forward. To the very end, I, I really like it. I do. I do enjoy the end. Uh, I've enjoyed it more over the last f- several years. At first, it wasn't all that great to me, but I have enjoyed it as I have watched it more and more. Do you think Batman killed Dent? No, I, don't I mean Batman. technically he did. Well, we—that's like I said earlier—that was failure to see because he was in so much pain at that moment. We don't know if Harvey Dent was killed, and we never saw him ever after. They had a fucking funeral. No, 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 no. I'm talking about... Uh, like, he pushes him off the ledge to catch the boy, because he's about to shoot the boy. I don't think he died. I think it was more of... I, I mean, mean, Two-Face is Two-Face. He's not dead. He's yeah, going to come back. I think he's dead. I don't know. I don't think so. I think I don't think. Well, he's dead. the trilogy's complete, and we know he doesn't come back, so... <laughs> you think he's next to a uh, Joker in a sale? Maybe. Nah, because then they wouldn't be able to keep that secret for... Uh, eight years. Yeah, you guess you're right. But then again, I couldn't see Batman killing anybody. I don't know. Maybe because the Batman would be a different person. He didn't personally kill him. Oh, it's just no. his actions kind of led sleeping. to his death. He's just sleeping. Yeah. He's just sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't die. <laughs> and then the ending, the the iconic Commissioner Gordon monologue, where he says the Dark Knight, and then the credits roll, and then a song plays. Mm, chef's kiss. Fucking perfect. <laughs> chef's kiss. <laughs> fucking perfect. Uh, that fucking, the music in the Nolan trilogy is fucking amazing. It it'll, is, it'll never be topped. It is spot on. Mm. It hits you in the feels. Like, I have the, that shit saved on my Spotify, and I listen to it occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking good. So, in closing, we're kind of running a little bit late here. We try to keep this around 30 minutes, but, hey, I fucking love this movie. I could talk about it for an hour. Yes, you could. <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> five out of five batterings. I mean, there's, there's, you can't give it anything less. Yeah, I'm definitely just gonna go with five on that one. Yeah, I think in comparison, in compa- in comparing it to the Batman Begins, Batman Begins is the perfect just overall movie. It's just perfect, but it doesn't have the Dark Knight. Just takes it to a new level. Yeah, it doesn't have the 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 peaks and the the emotion. They have emotions, but it has like heightened emotions and makes you just question yourself the whole time. Mm. Like you don't know who's gonna die in this movie. No. I mean, you know how many people they killed in this movie? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, God damn, stop killing people. I just want a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like the whole police force is in the police thing and you just blew up and done. <laughs> Rest in peace those EMTs. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's some kind of contusion. <laughs> like, come on. Like I'd have looked at that. And me and him me and Matt are paramedics, okay? So we'd have walked in and went yeah, no, <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> I've seen too many movies. <laughs> yeah, right? I've seen this before. It says this is bad. We all need to leave. So, yeah, five out of five bad rings, I give it. It's, I know this is a quest, this show is a quest to find the greatest movie of all time. I still stand by this is probably my favorite movie of all time. I say it's the greatest movie of all time. And, and yet we haven't seen every movie yet. Yeah. So, I'm hoping I can be proved wrong throughout this process, but. Dark Knight has it for me, and has had it since 2008. I mean, shiny Batman's coming. I mean, you're right. And that trailer. Mm. Hot. (laughs) But y'all let us know what you think of the Dark Knight. Does it hold up? Is it the best movie of all time? Do you have issues with it? Let us know what your your issue. We have a few minor critiques, Bat Voice, and a few of the scenes towards the end are just not as good as the rest of the movie. But let let us know what you think. And uh, drop a comment on our Facebook, uh, Two Game Podcast on Facebook. And then, uh, yeah, search for us on Two Game Podcast on all your favorite streaming sites. And listen to us nerd out for hour, hour and a half every day. We enjoy it. <laughs> I do. I have fun. But we will catch you all next time on another episode.